It's the Memorial Day sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores. Capital Mazda, Stevens Creek Mazda, Concord Mazda, and Team Mazda. Hey, it's Sean Del Grand. And we've got over 800 brand new Mazdas with outstanding incentives, like low monthly lease payments and low APR financing. Yep, it's just a great time to buy. So don't miss the Memorial Day sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores in San Jose, Concord, and Vallejo. Financing on approval of credit. Welcome to the big picture. The season that was and the busy summer ahead. Part two, the review. One of the most important part of any team season assessment is looking at players for what they are as opposed to what they have been or could be. Timo Meyer lived up to and in the eyes of many exceeded expectations for the type of season he had following a down 2021. Eric Carlson had a great start only to be knocked down by injury. Brent Burns doesn't score as many goals as he used to, but even at 37, he still eats minutes and has the legs to go for days, it would seem. Let's look at the players and Bob Bugner. Part 2, The Review. Hurdle of Barabanov as we get back to action, makes the move on Nurse into the zone, dropped it back, and a shot by Malosh. He broke his stick on the play. And what a job by Eric Carlson to Huge. position his body to stop a counter by the Oilers just by knowing where to go and being able to pivot to get there. That was a big play by Eric Carlson, and now he's up ice. It's fed over to Hurdle in front. Eric Carlson emptied it. He scores! From start to finish, from defense to offense, that was an amazing play by Eric Carlson. He made the defensive play after Malosh broke his stick, and then, jumping up into the play, he positioned himself to get a perfect pass, an empty net, and the Sharks take the 1-0 lead. Yeah, it's, uh, um, that, that was a, uh, you know, tip the scales pretty uh, hard on us. I think that, uh, you know, my opinion, um, from the time I've been there anyway, I thought that was the best hockey we've seen Carly play. Um, he was engaged. He was uh, aggressive. He was, uh, you know, jumping up in the play, running the power play. Um, you know, he was just doing doing a little bit of everything. And, um, you know, I think after that surgery, uh, uh, you know, coming back and having all that time off. And then you know, the key for him, number one, is, is, is to try and, you know, he hasn't uh, um, in the four, last three or four seasons, hasn't been able to get through the 82 game schedule. That's going to be important to have his health. Um, and him being physically ready and, and hopefully injury free. Um, he hasn't had a lot of luck with that in the, in the past few years. Um, but yeah, if he can regain that form he had before the forearm, forearm surgery, and I know he will, he's, I mean, he's an elite, uh, elite player. I think that uh, this team uh, obviously goes as, as, as Eric goes. And uh, um, as one of the uh, um, experienced leaders and, and veterans, I think that's uh, um, obviously like, huge huge for us for him to be able to be healthy and, and be able to contribute like he was doing that uh, you know before the the arm surgery that was head coach Bob Bugner weighing in on Carlson's season and the fact is when Eric Carlson is healthy he is still a superstar but the injuries are obviously an issue and hopefully he gets back to that level that we did see before the forearm surgery interim GM Joe Will well, I think we, we saw some tremendous games when he was there. And I think he would even tell you he's, he's disappointed that he's, that he's hurt and he wants to work on that. He's got a good uh, uh, group of uh, uh, people along with our, our group here in San Jose that, that he works with. He tries to be proactive you know, to injuries. And when you play that much and you play that hard, you are going to get hurt. And, and that's just, just part of things. And you just want to limit that. So I think that's something he takes very seriously and wants to, wants to uh, 
uh, you know, make better in the future. He, uh, uh, but I, I think I think he had some tremendous games with us this year and noticeable when he was out of the lineup. And so if we had a full season, you know, of him at that level of performance on there is is again we're we're probably a lot closer. And Will was asked about whether or not there was concern over the fact that Carlson has consistently had to deal with injury in his time with the San Jose Sharks. Yeah, it's something that we have to we have to be aware of and we need to discuss. And again, we need to try and be proactive with uh, uh, with with treatments, with with training, with with things like that. Talking with Eric, maybe maybe even with usage. So that there, there's everything. How can we how can we get the best out of the situation with him? You know, is is uh, is it is it minutes? Is it uh, uh, situations? Is it the uh, training? Uh, you know, I nothing uh, or everything should be looked at. Hayes dumped it around the boards, but Middleton intercepts. Sends to the middle of center. Here comes Hurdle and across the blue line goes to the boards. Backhands to Burns, moving down the middle. He scores. French Burns, a brilliant bomb up top to beat Sandstrom. And a great pass by Tomas Hurdle, who now has a career-high eight-game point-scoring streak. The Sharks are up suddenly 2-1. to one. No surprise, Brent Burns played all 82 games this year, and no one in the NHL had more time on the ice. Burns had 10 goals and 44 assists. It was brought up to head coach Bob Bugner that the analytics community didn't love his season, but Bugner saw it a bit different than just the numbers. If you dive deep into it, obviously, um, you know, he's a, no one's played more minutes um, at his age. So I think that's number one is the situations he plays in. Uh, he plays against top lines every night. So, um, you know, with our team, uh, we played a lot in our end at times. And, you know, sometimes that skews things. I think, you know, he's still one of the leaders on our team generating offense. That's forwards and defensemen included. He's still one of the guys that's got the most defensive kills um, you know, in the small areas and in, in the defensive zone, um, you know, I still, I think he's what top 12 or 13 scoring defenseman in the league. Um, you know, he's, he's providing that offense, running the power play, um, you know, so there's a ton of good things about Bernsey's game. And I just think that, uh, um, you know, he, I, sometimes, you know, I know, I know that, you know, he, he sometimes, uh, um, you know, people don't give him enough credit for a lot of the little things that he provides and, and, uh, and what he means to this team in the, in the dressing room and, and how he sets examples for young players. And, and uh, so um, obviously I think that I thought he's had a good season, a really good season. EK 65, one assist away from 500 in his NHL career. He tosses up to Hurdle. Hurdle to center, three on two developing. Hurdle down the right, across the line, rink wide, Meyer makes the move, shooting it. He scores! For the first time in Sharks history, a player has scored five goals in a game. It's Timo Meyer. The Sharks six. The Kings one. Timo Meyer had his best year at the NHL level, setting high water marks for goals, assists, obviously points. He was an all-star for the first time, and he is still looking to add on to his game. Yeah, I'm thinking about right now to getting better and uh, you know helping this team even more to get back in the playoffs. Uh, I thought, uh, you know, we had a good start as a team and then, uh, you know, we were right there. And then, at, you know, at the moment where we should have been, you know, making a push for the playoffs, we kind of fell back and, and, you know, fell out of the race. And that's, uh, 
you know, the times too as an individual where you, you know, you think about what you could have done different to, you know, get us over that, uh, you know, edge to, to be in the playoffs. And, uh, yeah, definitely going to have to reflect on the season. And uh, I know there's, you know, lots of things that I got to be better. And uh, I want to work on my game. And, you know, summer is a great time to improve individually, especially in the strength area, but also, you know, look at tape and, and all that stuff, what you can do better. And Timo talked about the difference between what was a disappointing, albeit abbreviated 2021, and this year, which was his best ever form. Just not wasting energy on, on, on stuff that you can't control. I think, uh, yeah, I tried to give everything uh, the years before too, but, you know, sometimes uh, you just, you make mistakes. It's, it's a learning process. And you try to get better and learn from what you've done wrong in the past. So I think this year I did a better job in that. Just kind of put my energy towards my effort on the ice and helping the team win uh, win games and, and trying to be the best player I can be for the team. Um, but yeah, like I said, I still have to learn uh, plenty of stuff. And uh, yeah, it's going to be good to do that and, and, and come in next year with more experience and more energy to you know, help winning. A turnover by Calgary. Barabanov moving in, drops it off from Meyer, turns, couldn't shoot it. He takes it back, fires one, it's blocked. Berkeley gets it on the point. Oh, he tried to set up Barabanov, pass behind him, but it caromed off the boards. Hurdle and Meyer doing the job. In front, Barabanov shoots, he scores! The Sharks four checkers get the job done, and Alexander Barabanov ties it up with 8.53 to play. It's 3-3. Like Timo Meyer, Logan Couture was much better this year than he was in the pandemic-abbreviated 2021 campaign that consisted of just 56 games. This year, Couture had 23 goals and 33 assists while being the captain of a young team and a player that you could depend on in nearly any game situation. I think he's been a great captain. Interim GM Joe Will. Nobody cares more than than Logan. Um, you know, I think you, you want a captain to be a... I think if you look back at, at the playoffs in the past decade in the National Hockey League, Logan Couture would be a top 10 forward for me in what he's accomplished in the playoffs and, and what he brings. And that tells me that, that he steps up in the best games. Uh, he's he's a quieter leader uh, because he's very professional. He doesn't, uh, you know, it, it's more by his actions, uh, by the standards he has. Um, he's a tremendous leader and, and we're, we're lucky to have him. And Couture spoke about being the captain of a young and depleted team. I think, uh, you know, myself and some older guys were, were looked up to in this locker room. Um, we had a lot of young guys at the end of the season there. I don't know how many rookies it was, but it felt like, you know, it was close to double digits by the end. And, you know, it's not just vocally, it's body language, the way that we care, carry ourselves, the way that we show up to work every day, practice habits, I think. Um, you know, for them, they're, they're always watching. Someone's always watching. Someone's always got their eyes on you. So if you're a captain or a leader in this team, you know, it's, it may be easy to go through the motions some days when you're out of it. But, you know, there's always some young guy that's looking up to you and watching you and seeing how hard you practice and, and what time you get to the rink and all that. So um, for us, I think we did a very good ju- job as, as leaders um, of showing them, you know, how to be pros in this league and uh, just working extremely hard. And Couture said overall the team is in a much better spot at the end of this year than they were one year ago. No, definitely. I think it's really not even close. Um, I was banged up last year, uh, physically, mentally, really drained. and um, 
this year, you know, body sore, but you know, definitely in a, in a much better spot. Um, you know, I was happy with the way that our team battled down the stretch. I think just proud of the guys in there with guys coming up and down, and um, everyone every night. I think gave it their all that that was playing. That's all you can really ask for. Um, you know, we played some very good teams. We played them extremely close and hard, and um, yeah, just proud of the way that, that the guys battled. Mark Edward Vlasic did not have a great start to the season, but came on strong in the second half and provided more consistent play overall. Head coach Bob Bugner was asked to give his thoughts on the season had by Vlasic. Well, in, in my personal opinion, I think that uh, uh, Pix's game got better as the season went on. I thought his second half was much better than his first half. And uh, what I would like to see him and you know, and he's had slow starts for the last two years. So I think, you know, coming in, uh, Coming into camp, um, you know, getting having a better training camp and and uh, you know and and not waiting the the two three months to his game to come around, I think that's important from him personally. Um, you know, his minutes increases, his game got better. And there's not a coach out there that doesn't want to play uh, players when they're at the top of the game and they can help your team every night. And of course, you're going to load those minutes up on guys like that. So, um, you know, if, if Pickles comes back and you know plays. Um, you know, plays the uh, the same way he finished and he starts the same way he finished, then there won't be any issues, I think. I think, uh, um, but, you know, there's no there's no set, like who's going to be in the top four. This is how many minutes guys are going to get. Uh, you get what you earn and uh, and what you deserve. And that's, I've always been like that. I've always been very uh, um, honest and, and open and transparent about that up front with the players. Um, there's not a coach in the world that doesn't want to play their players when they're playing their best. So, um that for me is a little bit of uh, self-reflection and, uh, um, you know, and hopefully that, like I said, he, he starts how he finished. And interim GM Joe Will explained why he was bullish on the future of Mark Edward Vlasic. It starts with his enthusiasm. Uh, you know, had a great meeting with him. He's, he's excited about playing there. There's, you know, he's got a, got a nice contract. He's accomplished a lot in his career. There's certain guys that'll be, you can tell they're, they're just down the path and, and, and happy to be here and, and, and different that he, he wants to be excellent. He's excited about training. He's excited about coming back. He, I, I felt he played, played very well in the second half and, 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 uh, we saw a better second half. So that I, I had a, I had a really good meeting with him. So, uh, just for that, the eye test of the second half, that's, that's what I base. Beauvillier puts it back. Nelson return for Beauvillier. He's got Pullock here at the near side. Ryan Pullock down the right side, guarded there by Dezingle. Drop pass Brock Nelson, cuts back behind the Sharks net. He's got a goal already today, moves out in front of the goal. He's got a chance. Oh, what a save by Reimer, who does the splits. Brock Nelson could not quite lift it. Reimer did the splits, and he knocked it down and stopped it with his glove hand. James Reimer was arguably the Sharks' MVP over the course of the 2021-2022 season. He played 48 games had a 9-11 save percentage and a 2-9-0 goals against average. He often deserved more offensive support than he got and continually kept the Sharks in games, most importantly, giving them a chance to win. Off the draw, quick shot by Caulfield, what a save! By Aiden Hill, reached out with a glove and grabbed what looked like a sure goal for the supremely talented Cole Caulfield. And that, my friends, is a big-time, big save. Aiden Hill's season was marked by injury. 25 games played, a 9.06 save percentage, and a 2.66 goals against average. You saw the potential, but you did not see the consistency. Off the stick now, Donato's got a breakaway. Moves, deep, shoots, save! 
by Kakinen. Just got to it with his right pad. Kapo Kakinen has been the best shark tonight. Kapo Kakinen only played in 11 games for the San Jose Sharks this past season. He had a 9.16 save percentage and a 2.86 goals against average. He was acquired at the trade deadline from Minnesota in a move that involved Jacob Middleton. Here is interim GM Joe Will on where the Sharks goalie situation stands. Well, it's I'm really glad we have three because we, we've never we've never had three healthy at once. And so uh, that that's number one. It worked out well for us is that, you know, uh, we're able to have two healthy goalies for the second half of the year as as uh, Aiden was, uh, you know, nursing his injury in that. And there will be a point to where we'll have three. And I'd rather be definitely in that position than than the other way and I look at it as a position of strength uh, you know you, you really usually just do have two goalies and but then you have an asset you know then you have a player asset I don't know which way that's going to go that's going to be in our uh, analysis of uh, of of how they're all playing of maybe a marketplace uh, you know if we do a deal or, or whatever it is so it's uh, uh, it's something that we have but we look at it really as a p- position of strength but it is something that we'll have to you know it, it won't be the same way uh, next year so we'll have to do something uh, between now and then exactly what certainly can't tell you that'll be part of our uh, discussions and bob bugner weighed in on the idea that no matter what if he is the head coach next year he'll be entering the season with two known entities no matter who those two entities are yeah it's it's a definitely a a more of a comforting feeling i think that uh, we've never had a situation where we've had three goalies um so this is going to be interesting but uh you know all our all our metrics are up in, in the goaltending department. I think some of that has to do with our team play, and you know the you know we're pretty detailed team defensively um, within our systems. But uh, um, there was a time there when we you know obviously all of them were hurt, and, and we called up uh, Sachenko, um, and we've tried a couple options there, and I think that hurt us a little bit to be honest. Uh, um, and you know the timing of the injuries on our goaltending, um, but you look at it, yeah, and all three guys can play. All three guys are NHL goalies. And, uh, um, you know, so whatever those decisions are, obviously, again, that's uh, not really a decision that I make, um, but uh, it's nice to have that option and, and, and that depth in goaltending. We haven't had that in, in quite a while. So uh, um, good problem, I guess. Here come the Sharks the other way. 23 seconds left of the Dubois penalty. They gain zone entry. Eklund slids over to the right side, kept it in, stick handles to the slot, shoots one, save rebound, score! Tomas Hurdle gets the rebound and bangs it in. The Sharks are on top by the score of 3-2. to two. Tomas Hurdle had another fantastic year with the San Jose Sharks, and the Sharks obviously let us know how they feel about him, locking him up long-term with a new contract. Hurdle played in 82 games, 30 goals, 34 assists, and along with Timo Meyer and Alexander Barabanov, he played center for the Sharks' most dangerous trio. Yeah, you know, can lie, it's always nice to score, you know, 30 goals in an NHL. It's not easy to toss, so, you know, it's always nice to get an achievement, but, you know, it's, I think I, it can be still better a little bit, but uh, I think it was, you know, pretty, pretty decent season for me, but I think I can still be better help score more goals, be better help to my teammates and everything. And, you know, it's I'm always looking for the team side, you know, the first then, you know, my own golf achievement. While production and playmaking are no stranger to Tomas Hurdle's arsenal, he also talked about the need for the Sharks to add a score in the offseason. Uh, yeah, I think so. It will be nice to get another guy, you know, because 
uh, you know, I just say we, he, you know, all the playoff team, they have like 40, 50 more goals this season, and it's a lot of goals, you know, and and sometimes that's what I feel will happen with me and Timo last couple of months, you know, because you try to do too much, you know, you try, and it's actually get worse, you know, so uh, I think we need a little help, and but same time, we, uh, I want to still be better, I want to still play every night, even if I don't score, I want to you know, we've helped with other things. Tomas Hurdle, a foundation piece for the San Jose Shark now and for many, many years to come. This wraps it up for part two. In part three, we are going to look at some younger players and more on the Sharks' future. This podcast can be found for download under Sharks Hockey Digest on iTunes, Google, and Spotify, and on demand anytime on the Sharks Plus SAP Center app, presented by Western Digital. All music by Yogi Yend.